Hello. Hi. How's it going? Um, so this episode was with Lou Horgan. Um, it was fascinating for me um, because it was an area I didn't really know anything about. It's Lydia's area of expertise, and so I thought it'd be just like over to Lydia, have the chat with Lou. But actually, Lou went in all sorts of different directions, yeah. um, talking about just uh, like women's wisdom. Yeah, sort of, exactly. It's just kind of all all the things. I mean, I think we had kind of anticipated it being more of a yoga uh, or. Yeah, we uh, well, I certainly had kind of thought we were going to talk more succinctly about menstruation practices mm, and positive mm, menstruation, mm, and we did touch on those things. Mm. Um, but it actually ended up wandering around yeah, in different ways, as they do. And uh, we've definitely agreed that we're going to go back and do that little succinct yeah, chat for people who have been asking. Chatter. Yeah, for sure. But um, mm. gosh, was, I mean, she's just she's great, isn't she? Well, she's really, I mean. Uh, moved by her own practice as well which mm. is great you I mean she she really knows she's in the right place doing the thing that she needs to be doing um in this lifetime that's for sure you can i mean uh she began to get very tearful and really uh you know exercised when we were talking about what women who are engaging in the practice of prenatal yoga are coming to her to do and what mm. they're what that progression means then when they have kids and how how much of that connection they develop with lou and how much it deepens their bond with their kid initially and deepens their whole practice of being a woman. And that's, yeah. it's kind of like, cause it's like, there's coming of age, there's like that initial kind of like menstruation thing when women go through puberty, but really for me, what it kind of crystallized with, oh, actually this is a big part of womanhood. Like, yeah. uh, and not, it's not something you can really ignore or take lightly. And, and from a male perspective, it was really interesting to have, to be able to sit in a room and have that conversation without feeling like I was being talked at, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's part of a bigger conversation that generally we need to have with women and men. And that's mm. kind of the point of, certainly when I'm teaching active birth workshops, and I know when Lou does too, it's about bringing men into the conversation and not that they're just sitting there observing the conversation as kind of um, observers. It's it, They're very much a part of that and that empowerment role. And I think that that carries on. And, and that's the way that we shift this paradigm that's kind of happened where there's like male and female roles in raising children and patriarchy and yeah. all this stuff that's been yeah. going on and that's a topic of conversation now. But yeah. by being part of that birth process mm. and understanding what it is to step into that yeah. role of womanhood and for the women to be empowered by that, yeah. but also by the men to see that empowerment yeah. and to see the vessel and that, that kind of magic of that and the transmutation is just mm. it's so like, exciting. It's basically not passive birth work, work, work but passive birth workshops. It's active it's birth workshops properly. and you can really feel that. And that's, it's weird, isn't it? Like engaging in anything, it sort of, it automatically brings a level of like kind of enlightenment to that little practice without using that, you know, I know that word enlightenment is bandied about too much, but it, um, even like tying your shoes, you feel how your foot feels inside the shoe. Like everything that you kind of do, there's always that ability um, to do in a really, you know, conscious manner to have your breakfast to drink your tea to to drive through traffic yeah to make eye contact with people you come into contact with to not just be a passive observer in your own life and mm. i think really you can feel that she's doing that oh my god she embodies it totally mm. totally and and it's so powerful as a woman to be in the presence of a woman who's really standing in their power mm. in a way that isn't where they're like dictating to you the stuff or standing no. on high on a pedestal they're just living it they're just living it they're living out their dharma and they're, yeah. and they're doing that thing and and her work is women's work it's real work it's the work that needs to be done more than ever right now yeah. and it's just so great to be around and for me you know 
you know, I've been teaching slightly less long than her. Uh. And so it's nice to kind of be in the presence of someone who's further down that path. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and just to watch that teaching and watch her ability to weave the words of wisdom in a way that make absolute clarity mm, for mm, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the more more people like her, please. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, defo. Um, and yeah, get, get to listen to some of her, like her rather controversial moment inside a class uh, led by one of the, is it Martin Stryker? Yeah, so, let's yeah. not name yeah, names, okay. but... Well, he, but, his name gets mentioned, so... <laughs> I'm not matter. naming his name. Anyway, but there's, there's a really interesting moment um, where she talks about how um, the the type of, uh, like, moon yoga, which has become a huge thing, um, and, you know, this idea of kind of, like, phasic kind of shifts within yogic practice, um, that she kind of raised it at a, at a big seminar with a big teacher a number of years ago, and... Um, how little was being done about that, how little knowledge there was about that and how, you know, we don't know where that knowledge was really lost. We don't really understand because we always see yoga traditions, you see a lot of women yoga teachers, we assume it's kind of the women's thing, but actually, strangely enough, even in yoga, there's a part there that's been sort of plucked out well, a lot, of, a lot of the, I mean, the, traditionally, we all know like Ashtanga was developed traditionally for teenage boys to burn off the excess energy in schools. And, and so that's why Ashtanga has that very, very kind of yang, yang energy, energy mm. about it. Mm. Um, but actually what's happened is that the women's practices were more private yeah. and they were taught by women and, that, and they were sort of ceremonial mm. and they're much more flowy and they're much more kind of gentle. They're watery, they're, yeah, they're water, water element because a large amount of it comes from menstruation mm. and from pregnancy mm. and from birth and then from menopause and all those practices which are around water and ojas and juices yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. and so it's mirroring those things yeah. but because it got passed down through a male lineage i think largely also because women you know in india certainly didn't have the agency to go outside of the home uh, maybe uh, you know and it wasn't seen to be the done thing after various different parts of you know, India were developed and, yeah. you know, colonized. Yeah, that's a word. <laughs> By my Colonization. people. Um, oh but, you know, Time that got lost. And so all these women come to the practice of yoga because they feel that deep need and they yeah. feel that connection with it. But we're teaching a male lineage of yeah. yoga. And so it's really nice to see people like Uma Dinsmore, um, Thule and, you know, Lou and all these people sort of bringing up bringing to light those women's practices and mm. teaching yoga in a way that's for women's bodies because mm. our pelvises are entirely different mm. and so the way we need to move is different yeah. and our energies and all the things yeah. our cycles are different and it's yeah. a about finally bringing that to light in the yoga community mm. and going yes of course we can both do both types of yoga but as women we need to know that at certain types of our cycle it's not appropriate for us to be doing an external practice when there is already an internal practice going on and, yeah. and that's kind of um, you know it's revolutionary lots of women just haven't been introduced to that haven't heard of that and mm. when you finally hear that from someone that you're able to hear it from fully mm. and let that sit with you it's it, you know for me certainly it changed everything yeah cool nice anyway so um, enjoy this chat and in the meantime please help us out by going and checking out our sponsors um, so Newzest who is our favorite supplement company who produced the most amazing vegan protein and this beautiful thing called good green stuff and their gorgeous bars which are now in the market as well and uh, now enabling you to get away from the um, rather filthy over saturated manky protein bar market um, so go and use our code wellness15 on newsdesk.co.uk um, also we are happily supported by the people who make this contraption that we're shooting on called the swivel and you can go to techinvasion.co.uk and talk to satnam and use our code which is hopswivel5% 
talk to Satnam, say you're on Monday and Wellness. You don't have to remember all the codes. <laughs> He'll look after you. And, um, and also, of course, Clear Lights on us, um, which we're really, really lucky to be ambassadors for these days. And um, so Clear Light, uh, we have a, a starting discount of 75 euros. And come and chat to us if you're curious about Clear Light or you're interested in, in, in infrared um, sauna therapy. And we can talk you through the options and put you in touch with the right people so that you get a really good service because Clear Light are the biz. There's um, one just like just there oh, you, you just can't, can't quite see it just off camera but bit of a tease. they're seriously good mm, they absolutely. are and they're, they're a beautiful thing as mm. well i mean not just the benefits are beautiful but they look beautiful yeah. it's a lovely thing there's lots of good reasons mm -hmm. yeah. so if you can you should <laughs> basically um okay cool enjoy the chat and thank you for watching as ever bye, bye. you really fell on your feet here we did nicely we done. are nicely well, done. very blessed mm -mm -mm. Okay. yeah all that crap yeah Wow. So, so Emily. So no, Connor brought that back from Peru. Connor went oh, off to Peru. That's a Shipibo, so uh, Shipibo oh, uh, wow. tapestry okay. from uh, the Amazon. God, the colours are amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're all the little Icaros, right? I don't know if you know anything about ayahuasca. Tell me about an Icaro. Icaros are the um, the songs that are sung in ceremony in an ayahuasca. Oh yeah. Ceremony. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, so Connor was went off to Peru. He's much younger than I am. Okay. And I, when we had babies pretty early. Yeah. And uh, when Alana was small, I was like, I can give you six weeks. Go travel. Because <laughs> he never did that thing. Okay, damn. Yeah. Well, like, I, since so he was like, I want to go to Peru. I want to go to uh, Shipibo land and I want to do ayahuasca ceremonies. So okay. he, went, he went in, he went deep. Six and he came weeks. back with this. His maestra gave him that for yeah. me. Wow. And he came back with one with Joshua and one for Alana. And uh, it was a very, very interesting time because after that, lots and lots and lots of things changed. I'm sure. And this happened. Okay, wow. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we're very fortunate and I had a, a part of a family business that was sold. So I okay. came into some money. You were able to. Um, but far more magical stuff aligned that I don't even know how it happened. Okay. Mm. And then we had to find ourselves sitting here going... How did this happen? I was like, listen, just allow it come in the lap of the gods. Great. Yeah, there was a, a a big a big a big magical a magical element for sure. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, ayahuasca is such an interesting thing. I'm really drawn to the idea of it, um, and it's interesting that so many men are drawn to it. Yeah. And I I wonder I is that what we're kind of talking about? I that think same that's thing, very that very to... very. Uh, I think it's very. At the end of the day, you have to you know, wake up in the morning, have a relationship, deal with the world. You have to do it in real time. Mm. You have to climb the mountain in real time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But it is very useful to see behind the veil mm. and to say, oh, okay, it is a divine matrix. Yeah. It is a, um, it's the place that men are talked out of, yeah. you know, f culturally and society and whatever for such a long time. It's the real divine feminine presence. Mm. So I, I see men getting an awful lot of value out of it. Mm. But then you just have to be really careful that it doesn't become the only way you can access that place. Yeah, because also you do hear it, it becomes a bit compulsive. Oh, there's loads of people who are just like just literally weekend, weekend. That's my thing. That's my medicine. And you're kind of like, mm, mm, but you are a bit of an asshole. <laughs> so how is it working? Because you're not changing. You know, you see a lot of people through all modalities, mm. not really transforming in their mm. lives. And, you know, 
that was something that Connor had to process to work through himself in real time. You know, mm -hmm. it was yeah, what was that like four years ago? Okay. And uh, he has done his time with it now, and he's learned yeah. that okay, now actually I have to, you know, eat well by myself. Yeah. Do my meditation. You know, all the stuff that we are kind of. Oh, yeah, the stuff that slips first. You can't yeah. just, yeah. you can't just, I mean, it's like anything even like to modern medicine. You can't just go and go, give me the pill. And then I go back and keep doing the stuff that mm. I've been doing and expect there's a change. The magic bullet, yeah, I know. And it's very attractive to think, you know, I just have to drink this brew and see the meaning of life and all of my patterning and all of my da 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 da. And get all of these insights. I, and I do think there's a place for it, mm -hmm. but then it ultimately all roads are bringing you to the same truth. Mm -hmm. They're all bringing you to the same place, mm -hmm. whatever road you choose to, to follow. And um, if you're only able to get to that place, you know, on the, on the, on the, the you know, highway. The, the highway. highway. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I think you're, you need, you're better served just walking it or horse and carting it. Yeah. But there's real value in knowing and remembering that place where that you can access yeah. 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 yeah if you've never accessed it before mm. yeah you know mm. if you've never known it before if you've never had an opportunity to mm. be um it's like the carrot isn't it like you still have to walk the road but the carrots there yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So sure you, some people sure. more than others need that thing of going well there is a promise yeah. of a thing at the end so that when you're doing that everyday work which can mm. be kind of drudgery if you're approaching it in a certain way yeah to go like oh well i know why i'm doing this work mm. I, I, I remember yeah. that there's this yeah there at the end yeah that's helpful yeah sure mm. especially sure. when you're in that head down valley place yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that light yeah. To perspective <laughs> absolutely but but a lot of the practices that, that you're kind of engaged in within yoga life as i understand it are aiming at or like teasing you with little elements of that really kind of fertile kind of abundant joy euphoria mm. kind of mm. thing so you're not like it's, it's what, what i love about like so there's, there's this thing about like substance versus not substance sort mm. of thing about when we're talking about it the the idea of kind of accessing those states of consciousness or accessing kind of that greater level of understanding that just makes you feel like okay with the world like you've got enough like you are enough and you don't need to kind of keep yeah. chasing the whatever yeah but then why do you think it's i mean okay without taking this to a totally weird place religiosity sort of thing if those things are on the earth yeah do you have an idea of like what what's your theory i'm sure i know you've thought about this so what, what's it like why do you think those things are, is it is it just because men don't have that access to these kind of altered mm. states which we'll talk about in a second uh, but or or do you think there's actually a a meaning within them for everybody like is there universality of sure oh i think there's meaning in them for everybody yeah you know for sure. Um, I just think that there has been a narrative mm. that has talked or suppressed, talked us out of or suppressed what those substances awaken. And that it was true of men and women. Mm. However, women can't really be talked out of those places in themselves because of our embodiment of them like they're just there now you can as a woman choose to take uh, contraception every month and stop your cycle 
You can, as a woman, choose to take epidural and not feel the power of your birth. You can, as a woman, take HRT and uh, uh, transition into the wisdom years in a, a placebo, everything's exactly as it's always been yeah. state. <clears throat> and that's more and more and more common and all of those medications are encouraged to keep us all operating on a linear surface stability material <laughs> yeah solar yeah pattern okay which yeah. is you know get up do and start and go to bed mm. and the whole underbelly of the kind of the night time and the dream state and the moon time scary at night time let's not go there so then when we take into when we start excavating into all of that as women we can just okay well I'm going to just consciously cycle and I'm going to prepare for a transformational birth process. Um, whatever it may be, those tools are there. They're always calling you back in. Mm. And when people come off HRT or come off the pill, yeah. they get such a strong shout. Yeah. Not, I'm, a lot of women I talk to you now, that from what I've heard yeah. and what we talked to in the shop, it's... You know, they're, they're sometimes at six or nine months of amen or you're like, no cycles. Are, and then suddenly yeah. like whomping cycles. Are, yeah, like just yeah, crazy yeah. change. Crazy like the body is screaming at them to, you can't, to get involved again. You can't but get then you, it. it like no, it's you, no, it is. It's, yeah. it's just there. But I yeah. think when you come to, you know, you know, all of the brilliant plants that alter state, mm. I think, well, yeah, use them. But not as a means to an end. Not as a, you know... It's not like you've done the work when you've Yeah, it's showing you something. Mm. It's just showing you something. Um, and I, you know, I mean, and I am so no expert on any of this, but I know certainly, you know, there is nothing giddier, more fun and more delightful and more childlike, innocent, abundant and playful mm. than Irish magic mushrooms. <laughs> and frolicking around the mountains of, 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 of Wicklow, having had a few magic mushrooms. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's just, however... Yeah. If I had never accessed that place in myself, if I didn't know what that place was in myself, and I took something that brought me to that place, I could find it very scary. Yeah. So I think that's when it can go wrong for people. But hey, I am not here on any level to talk no, about that's not that from a place. No. Because I don't, I don't really know. I mean, mm. I'm just a, you know, I'm just, you know, I've always been a kind of a curious spirit. And back in the day, I would have been a bit of a stoner when I was a teenager, okay, okay. late early teens. Yeah. Um, and because I think as somebody explained it to me, um, it's a low grade spiritual search. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. uh it's like you, you are accessing something. It's not low grade, but it is. If you're just being a stoner, rolling mm. joints in the yeah. morning, ordering pizza, and yeah. watching Oprah, just which I just thought was phenomenal. When I moved to North America, I was yeah. like, oh, you can pick up a phone and someone brings you a pizza. Yeah. And there's daytime talk shows on all the time and people are talking about their problems. This is amazing. Done. So it was really, really, really kind of showing me something that I was really into. But obviously then there's a dysfunction in it as well. You yeah. know, so Or it breeds yeah. a dysfunction if it's, if it's over. It breeds a dysfunction. Yeah. And in fairness, mm. I'm, I'm lucky because I never really went into anything too okay. fully. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then you kind of go, okay, now you're just getting because you just need to be all the time. Um, and you know about don't TV is getting a little bit dark. Yeah. 
So well, maybe I should just, you know, and did you go back have, into the world. Fair to did you Did you have that barometer yourself? Did you have a strong internal kind of compass yeah. around that? Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. However, I think people who are really curious mm. get lots of comfort. Sensitive, curious folk, as we clearly are. We, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's, you're constantly trying to navigate a world that's desensitized. So when I saw people talking about their feelings, it was like, oh, people are talking about their feelings. Because we didn't have daytime TV talk shows in Ireland at the time. You know, this yeah. was like 1991. Okay, yeah, yeah. So this was Oprah Winfrey. This was the early days. This was Sally Jesse Raphael. This mm. was women talking about feelings and bringing on doctors like Christiane Northrup, the first time I ever laid on this woman who's written okay. a book called Women's Bodies, yeah. Women's Wisdom, Dr. Okay. Christiane Northrup. She's okay. just this brilliant uh, ob uh, OBGYN from the States. Mm. The first time she, I saw her was on the Oprah Winfrey show and I'm watching it and I'm like, and she's talking about premenstrual tension. She said, it's not premenstrual tension, it's premenstrual truth. Yeah. She said, what keeps coming up? Who do you keep getting annoyed with every month? <laughs> I'm actually and at the time I, when I heard that I was like oh god maybe I really don't like this guy oh, uh, and uh, I come out of my cycle time and I'm like oh no he's fine and he's good looking yeah. and it's lovely and we're all really happy and it's great and then every month I'd be like I fucking hate that bastard yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's a bit extreme but there was something there and that mm. was the first time that I heard that so there's wow. value in everything we've experienced yeah. even the maybe the do you know the pizza eating spliff rolling yeah. daytime tv watching there was there were th something was true poking whatever, me yeah, yeah, yeah. you know mm -hmm. you know getting me to consider stuff and i really was and i remember at night time this is terrible oh my god um anthony robbins used to have infomercials mm. so anthony robbins then would have like a three-hour infomercial on in the evening and i'd never seen again i'd never seen an infomercial i was like what was his thing? Uh, power or something, something. What was his thing? Proper, like um, I mean, pr like, again, so un Irish. Mm. Yeah, uh, she tough to take from an Irish perspective. I yeah. was just like, this yeah. is outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> but I kept watching <laughs> yeah. because, and there's more. You can personal power, mm. personal power, personal power, personal power, mm. own your personal power. And these infomercials would go on and on, and I'd watch them. And I'd just be so intrigued. So the older I get, the more I realize that nothing really, if you're going to keep growing in your life, if you're going to get stuck there. That's not great. Mm. If you're going to keep growing, transcend it, but include it transcend it yeah. and include it yeah don't ignore it as part of yourself exactly not go oh because i think certainly when i came into yoga i aligned with this persona of that person on the couch watching infomercials who liked to smoke joints was wrong and yeah. bad hmm. um and that just becomes passive aggressive self-righteousness which yeah. there's so much of mm. in the yoga community mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, in every community, anything so that's just the anything. All, it's just like, oh yeah. my god, you're kidding me. Stop beating me over the head with it. Yeah. Um. So it's like, no, there was real value there. Mm. You know, whatever about living independently at a young age and in a foreign country and working and all that kind of stuff. That was all great too. Yeah. But there was the stuff that I saw as the kind of the not so great side of it. 
actually there's a lot of value in it too you know yeah yeah it's really important not to discount where we're at when we're, when we're kids i think the what, what's funny is we go through this like this this thing when we have like oh kids have that great intuition you know before things get mm. you know kind of hammered in hammered out of them or hammered in them or whatever yeah but then we have this kind of moment when we're teenagers where we're just screaming at kind of everything yeah and yeah i screamed quite loudly as a teenager as well i, I didn't have um i didn't know where the boundaries ended and actually got very scared when i pushed them beyond where i was even you know willing to take them i think you had a similar moment we've talked about in previous podcasts but in a, in a much more profound way but it was it was kind of funny i mean it's taken to i feel like only maybe the last couple of years for me to kind of start to think about how i was then is also who i am now yes and to not to kind of discount oh that was me when i was blah blah, blah. yeah because i do have this, I have this thing about not being able to necessarily like oh when i made that decision how was i feeling like god was that even me yeah mm. yeah do you know it's difficult to kind of integrate all of you all of yeah. the different teachers it's like there's that great thing with them um, what's his name uh what's his name pablo picasso um where he's like <laughs> <laughs> so anyway he has this, uh, this thing that where guy, you're some, what was it painting <laughs> yeah. did, did the thing, there were eyes all over the place um, <laughs> but he um so he, he he wrote he scribbled something on the back of a postcard for somebody when they were asking like for a, whatever a, a painting and handed to them and they said uh how much that was you know he said it's worth whatever 20,000 or 2 million or whatever and they're like what but it just took you two seconds he's like it took me the whole of my life yeah and it kind of does like yeah. everything you're doing now is informed yeah. by that thing yeah 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 which I love and you seem to connect to that which is great yeah well it's that kind of funneling isn't it and mm. then you become and this again you know is is part of the um the, the natural female uh biology and mm. energy system <clears throat> is the ability to shed mm. an innate ability to shed so we live in a culture that's so obsessed with accumulation mm. and just accumulate and accumulate and accumulate and accumulate and really doesn't value you know shedding crying bleeding mm. you know really kind of blood sweat and tears yeah that place of just shedding and letting go yeah and being reborn to an extent little micro rebirths that kind of happen through a menstrual cycle shedding and reborn you know mm. there's that birth death cycle inbuilt so the more we kind of can let go the more we can grow the more i heard it said recently uh lovely claire mulvaney uh the more depth the more scope you know the more you can shed the more you can accumulate yeah. And then the more you can shed and the more you can accumulate. And then it becomes this kind of funneling of everything into greater wholeness and clarity and peace, ultimately. Mm. Um, but if you're just accumulating, there isn't a lot of funneling. There isn't a lot of refinement of mm. what's true. Yeah, what's needed. So it's just yeah. like, oh, Jesus Christ, life's really heavy. And yeah. I'm just weighed down and I'm still carrying around all my shit i mean one yoga teacher said to me recently the biggest epi epidemic on this planet is constipation now you probably deal with that in the shop all the time big time i was thinking about literally holding mm. everything it's massive so there's another shedding mm. like a, what is more satisfying than a big healthy poo yeah. a big morning poo it's just yeah. like you feel elated yeah and it's the same when you really go with the bleed yeah. and i cannot language how because i'm so in it because i was just teaching it yesterday how phenomenal it is to stand in your birth mm. and you know it's 
it's it's it's it's death and life on a, la- uh, a, mm. a razor's edge. Mm. You never feel it more than in that, in that in moment. moment. And everything else are just little micro, mm. micro shites or micro bleeds yeah. or yeah, micro yeah. tears or yeah. micro joys in a way to prepare for that truth. Wow. So um, it is all there is. It's, it's, you really do believe and feel. I remember feeling after Joshua was born, uh, how are people still walking around in the streets going to work? Yeah. Has, has, it's that thing of when people die. Have, die, have the clocks not stopped. Okay, wow. But the same feeling. But with same the thing. I couldn't wow, believe it. And Connor went out to, like two nights later. His friends of his were in the pub and he, yeah. and he was like, I'm going to go and meet them and tell them about the birth. And da, da, da. Yeah. And he's, he was home half an hour later. He's like, they just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wow. understand how they're just having pints. It's just, you know, it was like, so it's that place. And then if you can really own that and align with that, there's just such growth in it. Mm. Naturally available to you because you're so um, uh, in presence and in the the flow of life or the natural current. And so were you kind of expecting, I mean, you couldn't be expecting the experience you had. But I was you, preparing for it. You were preparing for it. I okay. was big, big time preparing for it. I had been practicing. I've been teach. I've been practicing yoga for a long time. Well, not mm. that long, but I've been teaching for a couple of years. So mm. I was practicing yoga probably only for about two or three years before I went and did a teacher training. Mm. And then I was teaching for a couple of years, and then I signed up for a prenatal yoga teacher training because I thought it would be an, an, an uh, a nice add-on. But I really didn't take it very seriously because okay. pregnancy yoga was kind of like that. Not and I was more like, sort of yeah, okay. <clears throat> give me some serious, hard, flowy, firmy, tony. Yeah, because you're quite pitta, right? As a person, like quite, totally like pitta. pretty pitta. Yeah. I mean, I got into yoga for Madonna arms. Okay, right. One hundred percent. I was <laughs> like, I want those arms. Um, <laughs> but nice. I loved. There was something that was. I knew there was obviously more to it. Um, uh. So yeah, no, I'm t- uh, totally pitta. Um, and I went through my yoga teacher. I signed up for my yoga teacher training. Mm-hmm. Met this guy called Connor in Beelands on a Friday night. Four months pregnant. Four months later, I was pregnant. <laughs> wow. So that's just so not how I saw it all happening. But I was very clear that I was going to have the baby. I was okay. just like, I'm having this baby. It was just very clear to me that that was happening. I didn't even really know if Connor was going to be involved or not. But it was like, no, this is happening. And... So I went over to London when I was nine weeks pregnant to uh, do the first module of my teacher training. So that basically that training went on through my whole pregnancy. Pretty wow. much. I was going over for weekend trainings right the way through till about 32 weeks. Not every weekend, obviously, but I was going over to the UK every month or so to train again, more prenatal yoga training, more prenatal okay. yoga training. And I'm embodying more and more and more <laughs> pregnancy at the time. Are you the only person who's pregnant in, the, in your training um, group or...? Probably, right? I mean, it's not that you know, it's really It was funny. such it a cliche. Mm. Right? <laughs> it happens every time. The only two pregnant people in the room were the two Irish girls. Oh, yeah. Who got knocked off. Oh, God. Oh, we're in the room with all of these beautiful women from Notting Hill who are so refined. And I just don't remember every time I went over, I felt like such a scumbag. <laughs> you know, I just like that old Irish peasant thing. So anyway, the woman who was on the training with me, I was just like, oh my God. And she was like, oh yeah, so you know, you 
Margaret. I was like, no. And she's like, no, me either. <laughs> so are you with the dad? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, no, I'm not with the dad. And I was like, okay. So that was great. Okay. So she was the only other pregnant person there. I can't believe I, I'd, I'd even forgotten for a minute. <laughs> so um, then I also trained in active birth when I was pregnant. Okay. And that was phenomenal. So I, and then I was, you know, I had, I had, I hired or booked the uh, community midwives in Hollis Street and they kept asking me throughout visits. So is the baby in hospital or home, hospital or home? And about 28, 29 weeks, 30 weeks, Canon Mark, I was like home. Okay. I'm going to see if this works. Yeah. Chance to put your money where your mouth is sort of thing. Exactly. In a very real way. Yeah. yeah. And I, obviously you see when you dive into that whole world, you realize how inconducive uh, hospitals are to women birthing mm. and you know I was only talking to the couples yesterday and the way I I, 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 uh, I direct the workshops you know I've, the women are coming to the class the women are reading the books the women are watching the YouTube videos they're hypno birthing everything's there so the partners it. are coming in to be brought up to speed mm. and to understand what their role is okay. and what I talk about a lot to bring them into the frame as quickly as possible is a state of arousal Okay. So we need to arouse this woman. How, how are you doing that? Are you bringing her into a bright, public, noisy, smelly environment mm -hmm. where you could possibly, well, you can have sex with her. Mm -hmm. Of course you can have sex with her. Of course that's possible. Mm -hmm. But do you want her to open? Do you want her to relax? Mm -hmm. Do you want her to become so um, ripe and juicy with the experience of labor that she can like literally let go into a huge big massive mind-blowing orgasm mm. now that's not how certainly i experienced the birth okay but it's the same energy yeah mm. okay so um and some women do experience orgasmic births but they don't experience them in hospitals yeah I can't imagine don't experience with strangers so yeah. every time i'm like would you make love in that environment so you know now you're transitioning okay. it to the hospital in the car so are you able to, is she, is she comfortable having sex in the back of the car right now? Yeah. You know, yeah. or not? Does it seem realistic? Yeah. And so many women are used to having bad sex yeah. that they are okay with having a bad birth. They, oh, wow. That's really interesting. So it's strong correlation. It's the same stuff. It's, it's the like, same really stuff. It's also a lot about like being strong enough to vocalize your needs. Yeah. Right? And, and that voice is, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. I, I think the biggest the biggest insight is how frightened we are of that place totally. because that's the stuff that got you burnt at the stake. Mm. That's the stuff that got you locked up in a laundry. That's the stuff that got you institutionalized and brutalized. Mm. It's your, it's your sexual center as a woman. Mm -hmm. And that is a place that has for such a long time been, um, brutalized dominated and uh, <clears throat> disrespected yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. um to the point that we don't even know it's there mm -hmm. you know yeah. and or we do but we don't trust it or we do and we don't want to own it because it's shameful or we mm. do so when it comes to giving birth when i got got to my own birth uh, with Joshua, um, it, it pulled absolutely everything into one moment. It was like, it was life-changing. Right. 
confidence making, uh, power integrating, and we don't really allow for the internal feminine power. We're totally fine with the external male. However, I need to really own both parts of myself. Mm. Do you know, it's so naturally uh, integrating. And you think you're going to die, or at least I thought I was going to die, a very common symptom for women who are in that place to think that they're no longer going to live. Right. And it, you and need to go to that razor's edge before yeah. you, you, you... It's like the roller coaster. It's like you go to the depths. You go so deeply into everything. And it's like you've no idea that you're going to the other side. Really? You have to keep letting go and keep letting go and keep shedding and keep letting go and keep breathing and keep letting go and keep letting the process happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep letting the life force move through you. Let it take you. Completely take okay. you. Yeah. And then, boom. You, the you fly out the other side. You wow. like you go to, if you want to go high, you got to go low. Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah depth and scope it's like you gotta root 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 and then you will just grow into magnificence wow. amazing that, that is I, I, that's as well as i think i've heard birth explained and about as uh close as i feel i can ever come to having an insight into the um yeah i suppose that that, that um what is it yeah sort of like when things kind of consume you i suppose mm. but being consumed by something uh, that's ultimately like a huge positive to the point where you just have to trust and actually just let go of the whole lot. That's the resistance yeah. is so a thing, much. though, isn't mm. it? I mean, I, f I feel like this is something that comes up certainly for me. I don't mm. know about you, but for me in class and yeah, just in women's work, mm. is like that resistance that we have to things and the resistance adding extra burden. And in that moment where we understand that you can either have resistance and the thing or just the thing. Yeah it's much, much easier just to have the thing. Sure. And birth is very much, and, and menstruation, it, it's very much like the more, or, you know, menopause or any of those things, mm. the more we push away from them and go, no, mm. I don't really want mm. the thing because there might be, you know, there might be cramps or there might yeah. be insight or there might be low energy or there might be sweating or there yeah. might be any of these things that are more wild. Mm. You know, the and more we is, try and get away from wild. the wild, yeah. we're like, I, I just want to be a woman. I don't want to be yeah. wild. Yeah. Then we have that resistance. And with that yeah. resistance comes that butting up against it. And in mm. birth, it's very much like there comes this point in it where you're like, okay, there's only one way through this. Mm. Like I can either anticipate every wave coming and be like, here comes another contraction. And you're like, everything's hard and everything's mm. really painful. Or you can go like, bring it on. Mm. That's another one down. Like, yeah. here I go. I'm yeah. on this journey. And then I'm coming out yeah. the other side of that. And it's a, it's a wild ride. Um, and that's hard when you have been encouraged to be demure, demure. <laughs> nice, sweet, polite, beautiful, respectful, soft, patient. Yeah. You know, all the things that women actually naturally are and in our, one size, yeah. well, it's, it's naturally ingrained in our hormonal cycle. Mm. You know, one teacher of mine said, uh, a girlfriend of mine calls me ovulation girl, <laughs> right? She's like, you're so ovulation girl. And I think that's because I'm, you know, uh, quite out there, quite you know, yeah, yeah quite yeah. full moon, yeah. quite high energy, quite, you know, social, mm. I'm up, I go and everything. Mm. But, you know, put a nice dollop of, you know, pita in there and everything else. And it's just too much, right? <laughs> Where I need to get far more intimate with is the new moon woman, mm -hmm. you know, the down, the restful, the yin, the in the ground. 
And as much as, you know, our menstrual cycle is showing us that, our life cycle is showing us that. Mm. And I really do feel now, just I'm like, Jesus, do you need to be doing yoga at all? Mm. Do you need to just stay awake in your life? Because I'm naturally moving inward. Yeah. You can feel I'm, I'm going through another big one. Mm. I can, like, I had my births, I had my babies. My, my son turns uh, a teenager, 13, um, in a couple of weeks. And it's not that I'm not very much in my motherhood, but I'm moving into uh, a change. Mm. And it's like, this is a big, this is really subtle, this cycle. Mm. So, you know, the birth thing is, mm. you know, it's like physical, tangible, relatable. Everybody gets it. Yeah. Menopause thing is just like, oh, I don't really know what that means. So many women are kind of going, whispering, whispers. Yeah, what's going on? Are you changing? Yeah. I, mean, I have feeling? women asking me all the time in the shop. And I'm like, I'm the last person who's going to have an answer for you. But yes, from but what I've yes. heard, that does sound like the start of something beginning yeah. to happen. But something beginning to happen. So what's happening? Yeah. So what is happening? And it's like another big arc of shedding. Mm. This is why a lot of women get divorced in their 40s. This is why things break down. This is why it's like, I've been holding. The feminine holds, you know. Mm. We carry the, the water cup, on yeah, our head. Yeah. We carry the babies in the womb. We carry the emotional needs of the other. Um, and every month you have an opportunity or you have an invitation to lay that all down. Restore. And pick it all back up again. Mm. And often I say to women, how would your life be if you spent 72 hours not carrying anyone else? Just 72 hours, just three days. Mm. That you just laid it down. Didn't mean you had to take to the bed. Yeah. Didn't mean that you had to go to on a spa holiday every month. But what if you made gestures towards yourself before gestures towards the other? And that's a very um, necessary place to know. Mm. However, because we don't live in the tribe anymore, it's one mom, usually one dad, two moms, two, you know, whatever the variations are, single parents, kids, you're just carrying all the time. Yeah. There's nobody to say, here is my load. Here is my burden, which always would have been an integrated mm. understanding. And you're assuming all the social roles between two people, which is kind of unfair. Isn't oh, it? Jesus. I mean, good luck and God bless to those couples who yeah. left here yesterday on their yeah. first six to eight weeks with their newborn. Yeah. Because he's no instinctual imprint around it. And unless she has a really empowerful, fabulous, amazing, righteous birth, mm. it's going to be, the odds are stacked against her because she doesn't know what she's doing on a lot of levels and she's learning. Yeah. And yet she's got the whole world expecting her to be some sort of, you know, delight within a couple of minutes yeah. of having her baby. <laughs> <laughs> we were literally just talking about this mm. yesterday and we were talking about, I was saying the power of, yeah, the power of media and, and, and happenstance and conversation, all these things that, that we get, which seem to be kind of incidental, but are actually just pushing one version of like mm. motherhood and birth. Mm. And we get told, you know, you're just going to give birth to your baby and you're just going to be in love with them. Mm. You're just going to feel this powerful, overwhelming, like bliss love. And it's mm. just, and you're just cozy and you're breastfeeding them and it's all just great. And God forbid you give birth to the baby which is what I did I had a great birth and mm. I prepared for it like mm. you and I was I was in it and I had a really supportive partner and all the rest all the great things when my boy came out I was like you are a stranger mm. like who is there wasn't yeah a, there was nurture I was going to care for him I would have laid down my life for him yeah but it wasn't like 
oh my god I love you so much yeah yeah, yeah 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 like, yeah yeah oh it's you mm. and then over those weeks there were times where me and his dad would turn to each other and go like is there something wrong with us like do yeah, we not yeah, love yeah, him yeah, enough yeah, like yeah, yeah, is yeah. there uh, do I have postnatal depression is yeah. there what is this and people kept saying to me are you loving it mm. and I was like no I'm mm. not I'm <laughs> not loving it, it. I'm really not. I'm getting zero sleep. I'm sweating so much. Like it was the middle of the heat wave and I just couldn't even put clothes on. My Mm. midwife was like, you're naked again. Mm. I was like, I can't. (laughs) What would I do? My boobs were just like double F, like these enormous things, you know, and there was just sweat under every crease of them and Mm. pouring down the whole thing. And and I just had a stranger Mm. that I was getting to know. Mm. And no one wanted to hear it. I wasn't Mm. unhappy in it. I was Mm. just like oh okay so now we need to learn each other and we need to get familiar with each other and of course as it went on and he had his little quirks and his things and then I fell deeply in love with him Mm. but it definitely wasn't instantaneous Hollywood movie romance love and no one wanted to hear it anytime I tried to say it people were like oh my god that's too freaky like Mm. you're freaking me out Mm. you can't tell me that you're not in love Mm. with your baby or you're not in love with the experience because I can't hear that yeah but I think sorry 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 sorry. the the thing you're talking about is also something that people maybe deny in within within a lot of their relationships as well like and we, we talked about this a little bit before that duality of emotion you're not allowed to kind of know that you love someone but also kind of hate them at the same time yeah for specific things you're not allowed to kind of like say I'm willing to accept that I may love you tomorrow or like in 20 minutes but right now I'm really angry at this thing yeah. because people we are like, oh, sh- it, it's going to, it's going to break then. It's like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, end yeah, of it. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, no, it's not going to break, but let's talk about that bad crap because yeah. otherwise we just go, okay, push it right down into that yeah. box and then just keep going and just be really polite and smile. Yeah. But yeah. That's what I mean. Well, polite and smile is, is really, is really promoted, right? Isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, it's nuts. Mm. It's nuts. And there is an inbuilt, um, there's such a process becoming there's it's such a rite of passage it's such a process becoming a mother and to think that it happens like mm. second one that you understand it that you get it that it all happens that it all unfolds in that moment is naive yeah. there's so there's such a process that happens you know and i still see my mother mm. processing motherhood and i'm her youngest and i'm 46 so you know it's like yeah. I only really copped it yesterday when I was at uh, Lily did a Mother's, Mother's Day, Day right? Yeah. And I sat with my mum. So we went away at the start of this year for three weeks, and it was kind of like the first time that we'd spent. So your mum went to India. Yeah, with wow. me, which was deadly. I yeah. mean, that was kind of the thing. It was we had. I got a little windfall weirdly because my dad is dead. It kind of bypassed my mum and came to me, and I was like, okay, well, I'd like to do something decent with that. So we went to India, um, and when when we were there, I was kind of like. It sort of struck me. I knew I was doing it because I wanted to go with her, and I knew how we'd have this thing since we were since I was tiny that we kind of wanted to safari together, wanted to do something like that. So we sort of the same adventurous spirit thing, just a little bit. And uh, and so we spent three weeks, and it was amazing. And I think we both came back better friends, and we went away. And I was like, "Geez, I really want to kind of continue this. I think we could actually be maybe buddies. I think I know that's not really accepted as a thing, but I really genuinely think mm. so. And so I want to take this Mother's Day workshop. And I was sitting in front of her, and Lydia made us sit in front of each other and really stare into each other's eyes, and we were doing kind of like shared Korea stuff which I you'll put the proper name on sorry um and and I was like looking into mum's eyes and I was thinking like god you're just a vulnerable human being yeah you're just a human being trying to do some stuff and you've been like sort of I'm not gonna say pretending because pretending is not fair because she's like absolutely doing it and and done it but still kind of like making it up as she went along Mm. And, and in a culture where it's not in any ways given 
credence to that that you're that you're allowed to make it up as you go along mm. that it's like in like you have to know before they're born or exactly when they're born that it's going to be yeah. your favorite thing in the world to be a mum and and that yeah. it's going to be your favorite person in the world yeah it's a yeah. doozy it's uh yeah listen it's life you know it's just life i think you know it is there to show us all whatever it is mm. to bring us to a place of um, connection with truth. I mean, it's so difficult to language, really the whole process of mm. what's unfolding for us. But I do believe in a, uh, I do have a, a strong sense of devotion. I really do feel in my heart uh, the, the power behind it all is a benevolent, loving, mother force to a degree you know mm. um, and that I do agree massively with the tantric lineage it goes back to uh, the Shi Yantra which is you know the divine feminine force that's what's unfolding and then we have the masculine which is the awareness or the consciousness of what's unfolding and it's the marriage of those two in us and the mother is undervalued mm. and underappreciated because her work is uh, so unseen. Mm. Whereas the male, classically, mm. you know, is external and seen. Mm-hmm. And it's a tough gig being a mom. I was saying to the couples yesterday, you know, I found myself with a newborn and I didn't know who I was. And I kept going into shops buying what I call mom clothes, right? <laughs> I was buying black slacks, right? Now, I don't even wear black, but I somewhere in the, my somewhere I was like, oh, they're really nice black slacks. I mean, I was just like in this kind of haze of, you know, exhaustion and feeding and what's going on and every, the flowers are all gone and every, the fanfare is over and here mm-hmm. I am trying to occupy myself. And then I'd, next thing I'd be returning stuff going, no, I don't think so. And I just didn't know where to be. So I was trying to find fulfillment through kind of shopping, not to any degree, but it was just weird what I'd kind of come home with and I'd go, oh my God, is that, that's insane. So I'd bring it back. And Another 52 inch plasma TV. <laughs> oh but it was never anything too, too yeah. extreme. Yeah. It was just really interesting. I think of the thing where I was and I was like, maybe I should be fleeces fleece is sensible I'd be in Patagonia kind of going I think I need to buy a fleece you know it was all just really sensible or something to kind of coach yourself in an external thing I'm no longer a dynamic woman you know uh, I I, I was was trying to transition without any guidance you know Mm. there was no map there was no map again Mm. you know and invisible yeah deeply unseen yeah and as our mutual friend Katie said to me after her first year, she's like, where's my award? Where's my fucking award? I want my award. I was like, I know, right? You're invisible. That those hours, those nights, that work is not appreciated. It's undervalued and unseen to the level that we could project that very much onto our environment. You know, mm. the processes of nature, the nurture of nature the abundance of mm. the giving power of nature is just, it's nature. It's 
totally just exactly taken right. for granted. Yeah. Yeah. Trees, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. no use. They'll keep doing it. They'll just keep doing it. Yeah. They've always been doing it. Yeah. Um, and I was walking down Crawford Street, so when I'm having this moment, and I'm just kind of like, who am I? I'm completely invisible. And I was like, and I never fucking get eyed up anymore. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> like zero attention because you used to like have a bit of a strut like I used to like well I certainly I used to enjoy a bit of a you know a bit of a yeah. strut bit of a look bit of yeah. a, oh yeah you're nice oh yeah, yeah you're yeah, nice yeah. too you know and at that moment and you know it's a deeply misogynistic culture and there's lots of badness to be said about it but two Italian blokes walked the up the gravel street in the other direction and one of them just looking went ciao mamma no way like, really? thank you <laughs> that's what you wanted that's amazing <laughs> So That's it's, amazing. you know, so it's like, oh my God, you see me? I am actually beyond and a pram pushing appendage, you know? <laughs> um, and it's not, you know, you, you don't want to let go of your sexuality. You don't want to let go of, but it's a weird time. It's yeah. a weird, weird time. And, you know, they've done the studies about the person cleaning the toilets with the toothbrush for nine hours straight. And if somebody comes in and says, well done, you're doing a great job. We really, really respect what you're doing and it's fantastic. That person will continue to do it and feel joy and pride in their work. Mm-hmm. But the work of the mother is completely undervalued, mm-hmm. underappreciated, uh, undervalued and underappreciated and overworked. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I meet in yoga practices. I meet a lot of women who are overworked and underappreciated mm. and they're deeply broken. And am I right in saying that the number one uh, disease of killer women is heart disease? I think, I think sure. that was something I'm I heard sure, Jesus. back in the day. I, Probably to a I certain did, age anyway. I think heart disease, I think it's a Christian Northrop um, statistic. Right. Uh, it kills more women. And I think it's just like, brokenheartedness mm. it's just like are you kidding me yeah it's funny I've given we... life and i am tossed aside mm. but Whereas... it's also like the value of of woman it's well, we'll go back to this in a second but the value of woman is in the in the visible bit right in the fertile sure 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 sure, sure, sure so when sure. you're pregnant oh well listen the fertile, fertile like, woman is just like mm. everyone's like mm. oh my you're amazing mm. or you're so beautiful and you're mm. glowing and your hair and let's massage your feet and yeah. you should take yourself to a spa and you know let's give you all this and we'll bring you presents we'll do your baby shower la 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 and then the moment the baby comes out of your vagina it's all like mm. your baby's amazing mm. and you're just this dead thing that just mm. birthed the child and that was left as like the wrapper yeah <laughs> like the edge bit of the fruit yeah. that you throw you're in the, the skin bin. that was shed yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. um but can we co- can we actually come back and talk to how the training that we did together with uma yeah Dinsmore? yeah um and just for people who are listening who haven't done the training that we've done in menstrual cycle awareness mm. and that the idea of the cycle and the seasons mm. and that whole thing will you talk into that a little bit yeah um so we did a womb yo- womb yoga training together Seven years ago? Mm, seven, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. Um, prior to that, I had uh, been working with Alexandra Pope. Mm-hmm. And I think that inspired an awful lot of what Uma was doing. And I went before the womb training, I think, and I did a weekend with the two of them. And Alexandra basically has devoted her whole life to the... I suppose the psycho-spiritual 
processes of the menstrual cycle. And then Uma obviously was the yogi. And Alexandra was very uh, suspicious of yoga. She saw it as just this kind of, you know, aerobic okay, yeah. male mm-hmm. lineage thing. But then obviously, you know, she came into Uma's work and Uma is, you know, kind of the, 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 the mother of all of the practices. And she really came from postnatal recovery. That was her area of expertise, really. So then you'd you kind of menstruation and you'd postnatal recovery meeting and through yoga. Um, and that uh, basically, I think, inspired Uma to bring it into more of what she called womb yoga practices. And she was talking about more about the seasons within the body and the cycle. And I suppose my area of expertise has always been pregnancy and birth, you know, so it was as relevant to me as it was because it's all the one thing um and i suppose when we trained together it was a very nurturing restful And I think this is really true of any kind of work that I've certainly done with women. And I think I felt the same from Uma when she was working with us. It's just uh, a remembering. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just remembering. It's just this, this, is in, this is innate to you. The essence of creation is encoded in your cells. It's nice that the wisdom great... isn't lost, is it? Because that's always not, the scary thing. It's that not lost, kind of... but I know um, it is... Um, it's not valued. Mm. It's not, it doesn't have a huge amount of value. Mm. Other than now, we're, we're noticing, as you said, when we were chatting earlier on, what's this with all these moons and all these women's onlys and all these <laughs> yeah, yeah, circles? Yeah. Because it's really kind of, there's traction now. We've, mm. hit, we've hit this kind of tipping point and it's all kind of collided with the Me Too movements and environmental crisis and um, a recalibration or balancing of power structures so the big external power is crumbling and then what you know um and it's a deeper call for all of us to connect with what's internally always been there Mm. but you got to get really quiet too Mm. we would do like and we were doing like four or five yoga nidras a day i mean i was coming out i came i used to come out of that place every night and I was touching places that I hadn't touched since before I was a mother. Mm. Oh, okay. Everyone so just cried. Deep, 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 deep rest. Um, nervous system recalibrating, mm-hmm. you know, and the nervous system of certainly most of us, but new moms or people who've been parenting for a long time, your nervous system is just so fried because it's hooked into your child's nervous system. Mm. So their cry is is a little electrical volt through you yeah. so you're just like you know you're constantly what were those things back in the 70s I like things. do you remember those things that women used to strap onto themselves my mother oh, had to make them get fit that yeah. Oh, yeah yeah Ele- electrode things yeah, yeah. <laughs> slender tones <laughs> slender tones that's the gym body age. Yeah. there you go <laughs> it's like you've got one of those strapped to you the whole time and you're just fried mm. you know you're really fried um and that brought me to a certain place as well. I, but then I don't know what's really happened in recent years, but it's like um, a 
excavation into even further depth that you have to do on your own. Mm -hmm. You just have to do it on your own. But then, you know, I've been as much as lots of women in the yoga world have been doing by virtue of sitting in a circle a couple of times a week, creating that space that women have been gathering in since time began. It just happens to be a yoga class. But women will find that circle. They'll go to the book club and they'll go to the knitting circle, the knitting circle and they'll find they'll find that circle. But now it's like it's more and more, particularly, I've, I've, you know, with the pregnancy work, the, you know, women come, a lot of women come to yoga when they're pregnant for the first time. And they're like, oh, this place. Gives them a couple of weeks and they're like, oh, the importance and value of this place. But it's all in service of another. What happens when we come to our menopausal time, which is obviously I'm heading into, um, is that this practice, these practices are in service of yourself. Hmm. It's to truly give birth to yourself, to really own who you are as you move into your uh, real adulthood. Mm. you know a lot of the indigenous cultures say that we don't become adults until we're 53 yeah until our parents die or differently yeah, yeah i, I yeah. really do get that mm. um it's like can you care for yourself can you eat like you ate in pregnancy can you turn up to the yoga practices can you uh limit your uh the ability you're carrying other people. Mm. And you'll do it in pregnancy. Do you know what I mean? You'll be like, no, I can't come out in such a night. I'm just wrecked, you know? Uh, um, you know, maybe I, can, I I won't do that. Maybe I will do the yoga nidra class as opposed to the, you know, dynamic level three class. Maybe I will say yes to that and yes to that. And we don't question those choices when we're pregnant as women because it's in service of this other person. So then the, I suppose the more challenging uh practices are can you do it for yourself mm. can you do all of those things for yourself as you transition through the next big cycle because ultimately you are preparing for the big letting go which is your identification with fertility mm. you know the part of me that wants the two italians to give him a nod and a wink walking up the street yeah. you're letting go of your uh that aspect of you that perhaps you were so identified with and the world really enjoys of you. Um, but that again is not who you truly are. Mm. That again is not what it is all about. It's letting go of the external even more mm. to come into greater alignment with the, the natural power of life within you that you are going to express to an even greater degree in your wisdom years, which is really, really, really exciting. However, it's seen as, oh, Jesus, bat wings and saggy boobs and hot flashes and not sleeping and infertility and dryness. If I hear dryness I one know. more time, I'm going to fucking punch somebody. <laughs> um, the estrogen that's holding it all up, that's mm. holding us all up, the mother energy is dissipating. Mm. But you don't go to, into some other hormonal place that you don't understand. You go back to your pre-hormonal patterning before you became a... Um, a menstrual cycling girl mm -hmm. so there's a real abundance and beauty in that place as well because i have a nine-year-old girl i know what that looks like and i 
like, oh my God, I'm going to go to where she is now hormonally. Ooh, that's attractive. Yeah. It's just like insightful and energetic and intuitive and alive and budding. There's this real budding energy of that mm. age in girls. Um, <clears throat> but with all the bloody life experience and wisdom and all the rest, has this great big, you know, yeah. uh, uh, hold, holding. Um, and at least that's my, uh, that's my uh, wish. That's my intention. Just as my wish and my intention for all of the other rites of passage were equally positive. I'm, you know, delusionally positive. Um, a psychotherapist once said that to me. It was like, <laughs> you've managed with such dysfunction in your life through overt positivity. But the upshot of that is that it's a very positive message to the universe. Mm. So I am actually met with an awful lot of positive. So you can harvest that. Yeah. And you reap it a bit. So it is delusional to a degree. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, it was actually not that brilliant. That yeah. wasn't that brilliant. <laughs> like, oh no, it's great. It's fine. I will. I'm, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist. Yeah. Maybe not delusionally positive, but an eternal optimist. And I'm also fiercely rebellious. You know, I, I rebelled against all of the power structures that were put in front of me. I didn't trust them. I rebelled against everything. Not like anarchically, but I did rebel. I didn't trust. I'm distrustful of medical uh, power structures. I'm distrustful of political structures. I'm distrustful of educational structures that I'm putting my kids through. I'm Do you know what I just am? It's just mm -hmm. my nature. And therefore, if somebody says to me, well, it's all dry and old and saggy and useless, I'm just going, no, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> no, instinctively, no. <laughs> and I'm just going to disprove you. I'm going to put everything I can into that not being my experience. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take as many people with me as I can. You know, right. the first time I felt the pelvic outlet, you know, the first time I felt the pelvic bones, the pubic bone and the tailbone mm -hmm. and the relationship between the two of them and the way... Uh, they open and I was like so why do women give birth on their back then and it was like well no actually women give birth on their back for loads of other reasons which are very dysfunctional for her and her baby mm -hmm. and the whole process mm -hmm. this is how women should give birth in a position where that can move and open I was like oh my god I've told as many women as I can about that yeah and I've literally I've told at least 5,000 women in person and I'm planning on telling 15 <laughs> billion women or million women online as soon as I can yeah because that's important if you just take that one thing away mm. you get off your back that's a good thing it's a good start it's a good start wow. um yeah so you're taking your course online I mean that's the plan and mm. if like nobody watches it yeah. it's not that big an investment but I know people will I know women do need to know mm. And I feel I'm in a place where I can impart. I've kind of moved. I haven't given birth in like nine years. Do you know what I mean? But I'm still teaching this stuff. I'm still passionate about it. It's still there. Mm -hmm. So as a student of mine who is a teacher herself, uh, who is also, she's not even a student of mine. She teaches me so much. Uh, she said it comes to the, uh, it, 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 the inevitable um, uh, trajectory is to pass it is to hand it over mm. is to teach it to the next so i'm doing teacher trainings now where i'm teaching women who are already yoga teachers to be 
acronyms teachers this is the bit that you didn't get in your teacher training this is really where you need to discern a woman from a in in a, in a general room where we're all pretending that we have the same body um, and uh, to impart as much as I can around this whole pregnancy body of work that has really kind of obviously from my own development and training and experience but from the stories that the women who I've taught have told me yeah so I have this archive of birth stories mm. and I'll meet a woman on the street and it's like five six seven years later and they're like oh Lou oh my god I so meant to send you an email here's my birth story and it may as well have happened yesterday because how they gave birth matters to them yeah. and they see me and they go oh my god you you'll get this you'll hear me in this moment um and i have a fantastic uh recall of faces i'm not good with names so i'll always be like oh yeah no i totally remember you I don't know what your name is and i don't know where i taught you could have been last week could have been 10 years ago yeah like women come back into the class and they're like i'm back and you're like oh yeah you're back remember you here again and she's like Oh, I had my first for two, seven years ago. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, if she had said, I missed a week, yeah. I'd be like, oh, I didn't see you last week. I'm exactly <laughs> the same thing in the shop. Recent, recently, actually, I had a woman come in. This is the, the, the worst one was a couple of years ago. There was one really recently. And he was, he came in, I was just like, how's it going? It's like, good, good, good. And he kind of looked at me kind of quizzically. And I was like, you know, uh, not like, can I yeah. help? Because we kind of were way beyond that. I know well yeah. enough. I was like, what's up? He's like, I haven't been in here in two years you expanded the shop i was like oh yeah, uh, I know, what right? i mean I like know. i see you every week he's like i live in blanchardstown now i was like yeah right. right but but it's nice because it means that you don't you you've never lost that connection like for, yeah and it's cool because it means it shows your time is totally immaterial totally, these totally immaterial yeah. totally immaterial um i've been a vegetarian for a very long time and i've just started introducing meat again so i'm actually i'm rebelling against the whole vegan oh, wow. thing it's so mad and it's not intentional but i feel like i do need I do need some meat very irregularly, but when I need it, I take it. Huh. So I had turkey for Christmas and somebody said, if you want turkey taste like, and I said, turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because like, there's no timeline in my taste buds. Huh, yeah. They're just my taste buds. It's yeah. like that sense of smell thing. It, time is really just such an illusion and people's faces and your connection with them just totally shows you that again, you know? There's this really curious thing, um, sorry to be annoying in parting things, but uh, there, we have two olfactory senses, right? Mm. There's the external one, and then there's this what's called the reverse olfactory sense, mm. which is at the back of the the the, the palate, mm. and it's directly connected to where our um, our memory centers are. Our memories are created, and it's like apparently this one externally goes to a different part where it looks at danger. So oh, the yeah. external one's like, okay, is this okay? Is this yeah. safe? And this other guy, which is the one you discovered quite recently, is actually like our main memory center, direct connection. It's the only place that we have this whole, directly from our brain, it's fully exposed to this, I can't remember this, the name yeah, of the olfactory yeah, yeah, sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, it's, it's madly powerful, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is madly powerful. And it makes a folly of time, and that's for sure. It really does. Mm. Total folly. Um, Sinead, Uganda. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she yeah. talks about that. She calls it the backstage pass. Okay, yeah, yeah. Subconscious. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah no totally and then you know that whole part of you uh awakens so massively in pregnancy right you get this bionic sense of smell and then you get this really bionic sense of smell when you're in labor and i think that's all about is it safe mm. am okay. i safe 
My little bunny here. Do you know what I mean? He spends the whole time his little nose going up and down, yeah, up and down, yeah, up and down, yeah. up and down. Is it safe? Is it safe? Is it safe? Is it safe? And then I'll stroke him and I'll rub him and he'll be grand and the ears will drop and the nose will go quiet. And then, you know, two seconds later, lawnmower outside. Is it safe? Um, and I think that is a natural kind of mammalian uh, protection, mm. but also compounded on top of that is all the stuff that mm. we've been talked out of, you know, because, you know, I think most of us are just like, is it safe? Mm. Am I okay? So if no women, matter what we're going through. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if women can't find, <clears throat> like, let's say you specifically until that course goes online, where, what's the best thing they can do to try to reconnect with that sense like maybe they're pregnant yeah. maybe they're not pregnant whatever but i feel like this is relevant for <clears throat> kind this of is relevant, spectrum, but this right? is relevant for everybody right mm. get in your body mm. get out of your head mm. do you know and uh you know you and i have been teaching uh through the arc of smartphones right yeah. so there was no ipads and apple phones and smartphones when i had joshua obviously um there were definitely there's obviously Nokia's and dumb phones. They were on anything. the edge of. I mean, we were just coming. I know. I mean, I had my first mobile brick phone uh, when I was 24. So um, that's 22 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. So that kind mm -hmm. of like you know. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> I'm on the bus. <laughs> I forgot my suitcase. That means I won't have my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but so <clears throat> the one thing that I've noticed in everybody but particularly in women is we're carrying even more mm. because there's just more now and we're playing such a experimental game with ourselves as to what we what can we take with the bings and the dings and the mails and the social medias and the profiles and the personas and that whole external uh, uh, association becoming even more heavy mm -hmm. you know more loaded <clears throat> so the first thing i'd say is get in your body and what does that mean it would be just simply to uh, connect your breathing with your moving and to do something that's sensory so you stop thinking and you start feeling click into a more feeling modality as often as you can if that's even squeezing your toes in your shoes if that even means just giving yourself a great big opening and a stretch but connect to sensation and the more immaterial the breath mm. so feeling and moving that's why women love yoga right mm. that's why there's 98 percent females in the class because we're like we're so able to feel and we're so able to move and it's not about being flexible it's about kind of coming into that place where it's um a, a creative flow mm -hmm. it's a conscious flow um pregnant women are, are are already more embodied often women find themselves in a place of i've never been more aware of my body so it's pulling you in irrespective mm -hmm. your menstrual cycle is pulling you in your pregnancies are pulling you in your rites of passage are pulling you in it's like pay attention to this there's gold in them their hills just pay attention more pay attention more so to go with that is um is not only kind of uh, more natural and obvious it becomes very obvious 
and everybody comes out of the yoga class and they're going, oh my God, I feel so much better. And it's like, well, what is that? You know, what is that? And for lots of people, it's just a disassociation uh, with a over-association with their thoughts mm. Mm. and the thinking, 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 criticizing, commenting, judging mind and to connect to something that has more depth mm. and more truth and more ground. So just come in, come down. Um, and it's not the most comfortable place for everybody because it can feel a little unknown. Um, but I do feel that uh, women particularly, it's so necessary. Mm. It's just so, so, so necessary. It's necessary for everybody. But I suppose, I, I mean, I have a woman's body, so I can't, so you know, I was it. saying yeah. to the dads yesterday in the shed, I was like, I hope there's a guy in a shed somewhere telling you. you these things, but yeah. I am not that person yeah. because I don't know those things. Mm. I don't know what it is that is the practice of the, the man, the masculine to connect to. Is it only to connect to your feminine more? Is like, yeah. is the masculine sorted? I don't know. Is it more for women to connect to their feminine? And, you know, I know certainly to survive in this world, I upped my masculine. Yeah. You know, yeah, I yeah. upped my, yeah. I can drink more. Doing, can, going. Yeah, I can, I can do anything, yeah, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. like, that was just survival. I mm -hmm. just looked around and kind of went, okay, well, I'm not crying and looking vulnerable in this situation. And I'm not really going to express what I'm feeling in this moment, even though I can feel what's happening in this moment. I'm just going to stay somewhere else. Um, and all, ultimately, we're just trying to find balance. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. that old elusive middle path. Yeah, and so it's like the old middle path. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's, the, it's a boring thing as well because it's the thing when, in like the Tao Te Ching, it's like, you know, uh, the Tao the is nothing. Like you don't, you don't yeah. speak because it's like you're done. Like that's, yeah. it's, it's not like trying for this or trying for that. It's just the not trying. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of mad. So many people who come to, to like, to yoga and, well, me personally as well, who come to like, doing something physical in order to get out of their heads mm. tend to like just wear themselves out doing the very pitta versions because i'm speaking from a very pitta perspective yeah yeah as well. yeah yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Of, of those types of practices be it like hit training or be it like yeah. very strong asana driven yoga like for you do you have to pull yourself away from that because you must be drawn to that as well a lot um, no or, or i just I, again on the natural arc of maturing okay just, that's falling away okay yeah and it's just happening okay and I suppose I have um, a very loyal uh, following of women who kind of are following the arc I'm on. Okay, amazing. Do you know, we're all kind of on the same journey. Um, and I used to feel uncomfortable going into a class and saying, okay, so today we're all going to just lie down. We're going to stay really close to the floor because I think I would be letting them down mm. because they all wanted to feel something more. And then I suppose the 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 um, realization that um, I'll just offer what I'm offering. Let's not turn it back on them and think, mm. oh, well, what does that person want? What's that person want? You know, because I used to find back in the day if a really kind of dynamic, experienced yogi or yogini came into the class, there's a part of me that wanted to direct the class at them. Mm. So they'd be satisfied. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You'd be like, oh, better make it really hard. There's a couple of yoga teachers here. and better like get yeah. them to really kind of, you know, as opposed to just going from here out. And the more I can take it 
because truly when I am in my flow, I am completely out of the way and we're all connecting into a shared place. Mm -hmm. And I might bang on for a good hour 40 and maybe 10 minutes of that is magic. But mm -hmm. I'm going to keep on going until we get to that place and then we can feel it. We're all sharing something and it's all there and it's so not a persona. There's like something else that comes um, and that's why, you know, I think that's where you, you, that's when you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You're kind of like, oh, wow. I just wasn't there for that bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I wasn't yeah, yeah, trying. Yeah. I wasn't pushing. I wasn't Striving. thinking. I wasn't projecting. I wasn't remembering. I wasn't, you know, class planning or thinking of something wise somebody else said to throw that in there because you yeah. know and you spend a lot of time throwing in other people's stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. but then you just kind of find that there's a shared place mm -hmm. and that place i think is where we're 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 blessed to know we're really blessed to know that place mm. um um that's yeah. it really yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we are absolutely Thank you so much. Yay. I feel like we could actually probably talk for hours. Our timer has, well, I don't know what our timer's on. <laughs> timer's just Hopefully gone, gone. hello. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's amazing. That's really, uh, that's some great insight. And then I, I, like, I really hope that your transition um, takes you to places where you want to go. And I feel like it, I mean, it has to, and you're obviously trusting it, which is great. Yeah. Well, um, listen, I'm so blessed. I really am so, so blessed. And we all are to live in the world where we don't have to, uh, stay in a survival mode mm. you know yeah. we're safe you know it's so many we're, to we're, after. we're yeah. so 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 um we're so we're so met mm. so it's kind of there's a responsibility in that mm. yeah. and the responsibility is to okay to really get back to okay so all of that's okay so let's get back to what we would have naturally done which we was surviving. exactly which was support yeah. support the the well-being of the of the whole Mm. that we're all a part of yeah and Maybe when the, you're doing the, that yeah. you're you're coalescing with uh creation and mm. um, it's like i don't know who said it but somebody said it i didn't come up with it but anytime i say it in the moment i'm kind of like oh so true <laughs> remembering that you are part of a matrix of life mm. not only feeds yourself but it feeds the matrix of life yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. it's like helping somebody feels good yeah and it's helping somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's win magic. win. It's perpetual. It's perpetual so well designed. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. like, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I just helped somebody on the street. I go away feeling fantastic really? about myself. Look what I did. Mm. Oh, felt really good. And the person leaves going, that person helped me. Oh, that was so nice. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Accepting generosity is a really good thing as well, isn't it? I constantly have people who comes up who have this like um, thing where they fight over the bill. Yeah, right. I'm like, just let her be generous. You can get the next one, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and there's, there's something really nice in that one because allowing to be given to is something people are really not cozy with. And maybe it's just Irish kind of old Catholic crap. I'm all not sure. sorts of stuff. Isn't all it? sorts of stuff. It's all sorts of stuff. Yeah. You have such a legendary um, uh, reputation for being so generous. The little shop? The, mm. Like, cha little charity, but it is a shop, unfortunately. But yeah. It's a shop, but it's like... <laughs> And I went in and then this Finn guy, oh my 
God. <laughs> and he just spent like 10 minutes. And I'm like, I know. How does he do that? The generosity, Very the that's energy nice. that you give. It's like, yay, that's, that's, that's gold. That's nice. Well, I yeah. certainly enjoy the giving. Like you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, amazing. yeah. Well, clearly we enjoy it because yeah. that's what yeah. we do. That's, yeah, yeah. Big time. That is all you do. Yeah. True that. Yeah. But it comes back. Mm. It comes oh, back, and that's the yeah. the stuff that, uh, again, is the unseen, mm. but it is actually the the stuff that's underpinning everything. Mm. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Cool. Luke. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Really, really so special. Good. yeah. Thank you. Um, Namaste. And as I'm saying more and more lately, may the force be with you. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. Just to take the charge out of Sanskrit for some people. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah for sure. The dads in the workshops are like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> may the force be with you and you're like oh, yeah. I yeah, get it force mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's cool. okay. Debbie so if people want to find out more about Lou Horgan uh, louyoga.com sweet and very social soon. media not so I'm there <laughs> but I don't you won't get a lot out of me um, so you're better off just going to my website and go to my events page and everything's mm-hmm. there but very soon the women of Oman and other parts the of the world. The women of the world will have access to a six, well, it's a six week prenatal yoga course that I Amazing. teach that I've been teaching forever. I could do it probably backwards and upside down and in my sleep at this so maybe stage. So you will. <laughs> Someday I'll give that a lash just to keep it fresh. Um, so that will be a six hour program Great. going online. Great. And we'll see how that goes. And if that goes well, you know, I do six week courses in women's work. I do six, you know what I mean? I have these mm-hmm. kind of models that I follow to kind of like, okay, well, let's travel down into the chakra system of women. So we're not dealing with babies anymore. We're dealing with the subtle body. Mm. And then I do six week programs where I'm just trying to connect women to what sits on top of the life force, the resistance mm-hmm. and the fear. And then I do, you know, that's all going to grow into, you know, the six week perimenopausal thing as well, which Amazing. I'm working on, which I haven't really laid down to a point that I'm, ready to put it out into the world because I have to go through to the other side. you got to live it first. Yeah. <laughs> i got to live it for, i got to embody it first. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just in, uh, I'm in the lab. Okay. <laughs> the Good lab. stuff. Exciting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah exciting really stuff. exciting. Um, cool. Well, thank you guys all for watching or listening. And um, yeah, uh, you can obviously find out more about Lou and those bits and bobs and, and, and sounds like your course is going to be amazing. Also, don't forget to check out our wee sponsors, uh, newsest.co.uk and use wellness15 for your um, discount online. And Clearlight Saunas, um, look at them online and come and find out our discount code as well because I haven't, we haven't really got the discount. Oh, have we got the discount code for that? <sighs> anyway, we'll post it into the notes. Um, I want the discount code. Yeah, we'll give you the discount well, code. I got quite into the saunas in Austria. So mm. I'm going to have a sauna. Yeah. Pretty special. Okay, we will tell you about yeah, it. Okay, do. great. Absolutely. Okay. And cool. um, Swivel, if you enjoy oh, yeah. watching on our little device, uh, that is called a Swivel. And we also have a discount code for that. Yeah, that's what changed else? a little bit. So go to techinvasion.co.uk and um, ask Satnam and he will give you that code. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. anyway, thank you so much for listening, Lou. Thank you for coming. Yeah, it was a treat. Thanks for your lovely home. Oh, you're yeah. very welcome. Mm. Okay, see you next time. Bye bye. Bye.